Be sure to subscribe to our channel. We publish new videos every day. Don't forget, grab your smartphone and download the Lava Matra app and stay in touch. Guru Maharaj's message is your advantage. The following is a talk given by His Holiness Jayapataka Swami Maharaj on August 1st, 2020 in Mayapur, India. The talk was given at the Srila Prabhupada Memories Talk Show. Hi, Krishna. Happy to be here and remember Prabhupada. Yes, we're going to be today just talking about Srila Prabhupada. And actually, I wanted to start um, um, asking the question how is Michael Dham right now? How, is the, how are the devotees? How is everything going on? With, with regards to this COVID situation, is everything okay? Uh, uh, recently, the government has allowed limited access to places of worship. So, we allow a certain number of visitors at 10 a.m. or 7 p.m. They have to observe social distancing. Some days it's complete lockdown. Naturally, financially, our situation is a bit hampered because we have so many calls, so many people to maintain. Well, they're mainly maintaining for there's enterprises serving the different pilgrims. And now, during the COVID crisis, there's not many pilgrims. And uh, therefore, we actually spend more than uh, the pilgrims get. Otherwise, we use 100, 150 a day. It used to be millions a week. But we're getting help for Prashad distribution and devotee care and uh, different devotees and Ashadesh uh, and Australasia and Europe, the UK. And somehow we're putting on. Now that's really amazing to hear. And you know, you yourself have been part of the Mayapur Dam project since 1970 when Srila Prabhupada uh, instructed you to, the words I will quote, I have given you this, the kingdom of God, now develop it. So how did you feel when you heard these words, His um, Holiness, on, on this? How did you feel when, when, when these words came to you? Uh, for the first two years in India, I was in Calcutta. And then we gradually we got the land in Mayapur. Prabhupada transferred me there in 
Sunday one or Sunday two, I forget. So, when he said these words, it was something very amazing because, you know, you, know how, you don't think that you can develop a spiritual world. You think that it's, it's an impossible task. But, Paul brought, he gave me many unlimited services. And, uh, I've been trying to develop my Verdun. And, uh, I've been having a lot of God brothers, God sisters, different devotees have been helping me and have been dedicated to, uh, Carrying out Ravra's vision. I'm sure that during these upcoming Ravra memoirs, we're going to be discussing with some of the other God brothers and God sisters who are part of Mayapur in the beginning days. I was very inspired be in the Holy Dhamma of Mayapur. And naturally when Prabhupada said that you develop that it was overwhelming uh, overwhelming experience. Prabhupada's idea was that we do something wonderful here. He said we would have fifty thousand people. We'd have twenty five thousand Residents and 25,000 daily guests. So at that time, we're living in a grass hut. That hut is still there. And we had five or six devotees. So the idea of having 25 devotees then was something beyond imagination. A problem is that now, we were living in the grass hut, and he said, this hut is in the mode of goodness. This hut made of bamboo, grass, uh, it's in the mode of goodness. We were building house, uh, guest houses out of stone, brick, sand, cement, steel, this is the mode of passion. But who will stay in grass huts? To have a successful project, we need to have facilities to house the devotees from all over the world. He was saying this was his United Nations of the spiritual world. So, he had a great vision. Today we have 7,000 devotees living in Mayapur. So from five, 7,000. That's a, now having 25,000, it, uh, it doesn't seem so impossible anymore. 100%. Wow. That's, that's so amazing. So, this, this grass hut was made of goodness, in the mode of goodness. 
Yeah. Yes. I don't know if, if, if people can hear, understand what I say because I had some strokes in front of my face is uh, paralyzed. But if uh, people have difficulty understanding what I say, send a message to the interviewer and uh, I get it. If anyone's having trouble, please do message through, and then we will we'll try and uh, arrange our facilities. But you're coming out clearly here, Raj. Thank you so much today. Uh, so just on that basis, if I can zone in onto that grass hut, the Bhajan Kutir. In those days, on that, if we can take this back, when you started this mindful project with some of the devotees there, I gather you were seeing a field. And Srila Prabhupada, and this, there was this, was this Pajan Kutir there already? And that, how, how did that, that part, that Pacific part, and how was living there like when Srila Prabhupada used to come? Well, this, this, there was nothing here before. It was a, a paddy field. And then uh, they built a grass hut so that the devotees would stay. And uh, there are some devotees who stayed here, and I would come from Calcutta and bring them some money and help. At that time, there was the Bangladesh War, and uh, Pakistan, India were at war, and uh, that's when. Bangladesh was previously known as East Pakistan. And uh, Mujibar Rahman was the liberator, revolutionary. And uh, at that time, they had the Calcutta vehicles as the headlights painted black on the top half. And uh, there was a prohibition for foreigners to leave Calcutta. So I had to sneak out to my airport by the train, color my head, and uh, visit them and give them some basic finance to tie them next week. So, at first in Mayabur, when I moved out to Mayabur, the grass hut was there. And that was all that was there. There's open fields. In fact, across the road, one day, I saw a tiger. And he was, he was poisoned by the farmers. He had a dog or something, and the dog was poisoned. So somehow, that was, this place was wild. And uh, we were living there in the middle of this field, the grass hut. So, Papa asked me to develop it. So I was thinking how, 
we could be self-sufficient because they're only sending us from Calcutta about 35 rupees a month. <laughs> that was you know, insufficient. I asked Prabhupada's permission whether I could grow uh, some vegetables and things and come out Krishna Maharaj and now he's a city boy but they know about growing. I can give me a chance Prabhupada and now uh, he's alright. So I found out that my small piece of land, like an acre, is 60 katas in India, three bigas, and one kata is a sixteenth of the acre. I grow radish, Asian radish, long ones. And uh, a radish, you could use the greens as a type of Spinach, radish you could take as a salad or cook it, and, and one kata, one sixtieth of the acre of radish. I had so many tons of radish at the five, six devotees. After a while, they said, Maharaj, please, please, no more radish. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so, so Maharaj, if, uh, if I can ask a, a question on, so you, you're doing all this agriculture, you're helping out, you're growing loads of radish, and trying to keep some way of getting some income coming in to keep uh, going. What was Srila Prabhupada's uh, main mission of why he wanted to have this, should we say, ISKCON headquarters in Mayapudan? What was his motive behind it? Share some of that and how would you he asked you to integrate with the locals? That would be also a nice thing. Since our movement comes from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, it's natural that we should have a such a temple in Mayapur. And since we are devotees of Lord Krishna, Prabhupada wanted a temple in Vrindavan, which is the land of Krishna. So, Mayabhar, he was telling us all the previous acharyas had done something to develop Mayabhar, put it on the map. So he wanted make his contribution. He was saying how like uh, Siddha Jagannath Bhavati he found the birthplace of Lord Chaitanya identified it with Bhakti Nataka how Bhakti Nataka had begged from door to door and made the first temple and uh, the birthplace how Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur had built the birthplace temple and established Chaitanya Gaudiya Mutt in the uh, 
Maya Gordon. So he wanted to do something. Prabhupada wanted to do something also. Uh, he was on the disappearance day of Sila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. He was saying all this. And he said, I'm committed to doing something to develop the Holy Dhamma. And he was saying that how he's so grateful for the devotees are holding him. He started choking up and crying. And uh, you could really see it was a very emotional moment. And he was very much appreciative of all the devotees for helping develop life for God. So he wanted a temple of Vedic planetarium, something that would be not only a temple, but would project the uh, scientific aspects of the Puranas and Vedic literatures. But I'll let you. We might just, just on that, it's so amazing to hear how um, the, the Michael project has grown over time. I had a question, and please, I just want everybody to know, um, just check if His Holiness Jabbat Swami Maharaj can hear me. Just, just checking, everything's okay. Test, test. <laughs> um, so I just want to just say to everybody that's online, we have, at the moment, around 260 from the different platforms that are come online. So thank you everybody for joining and listening here to the Prabhupada Nectars that we are trying to uh, broadcast. And if you have any questions, please do message them. We were able to get them. I'll able to see them here. And then I'll try and pick out some of those that we can ask His Holiness in front of me right now. So as we go on, if I may, because that radish story was very interesting, the amount of radishes that you made, um, and I've had one person asking a question, which I'll bring up on the screen. His name is Sachinanda Karunadas from, I believe, the UK. And he says, what did Prabhupada say about being self-sustaining, growing our own foods in regards to my or other one? He encouraged that. He said if we grow our own food, that that food would be karma-free. And, uh, he was encouraging that we should grow our own food. At the same time, his idea was that we would create a city in Mayapur. We were saying uh, that Haridas for. He said that Haridas for will take an existing village and make it Krishna conscious. In Mayapur, we're building a city, and in Metsal and uh, in Hyderabad and Andhra Pradesh, at that time, they had given us 650 acres. And so there we will make our own village, Krishna conscious. The Rawlad had a broad vision about what he wanted to do at different places. So, although he did say the Mayapur would be self-reliant or whatever, 
At the same time, he said, building a spiritual city. Well, we thought that somewhere we should have a dedicated area like 600 or so acres, which would draw food for the city. Now, you know, we're seeing that with this pandemic going on, that to be self-sufficient is the ideal situation. At least we should provide for the needies, for the poor devotees, and uh, so that's something that Prabhupada envisioned that every temple around the world should have a farm, that the farm would grow food grains, the vegetables, and provide the milk products. So, in my world we have ahimsa calls, trying to protect the calls, and uh, I think that also reason Talbot had in every part of the world. So, now the price of land is going up. And I bought land here, I pay like 500 to 1,200 rupees a bigger, third of an acre, which is a 2.4 2 acres is one hectare, I think. So that time land was very cheap. Now that we have so many devotees living here, the land price has soared. And now one acre costs, like one kata, 60 acre, costs about 10 to 14 lakhs. Haha, <laughs> I used to buy 30 katas for 500 rupees. Twelve hundred rupees. Now it's so relaxed per cutter. So, so now that we've got all this land, and, and, and I just want to bring it on to the food for life aspect as well, because if I'm correct, Shafrupak even when he visited, and I'll, I'll ask you some questions on his specific visits, because he used to come for a few months in the Kartik months to Michael Dam every year, or, or as, as often as you could. There was, a, there, there was a comment made, and I think directly to you, that nobody should go hungry in a 10-mile radius. And can I ask how that came about? Of course, we had all the, the, the lands now, and you're creating all this sustainable food for Boga to offer. But how, how did this instruction come about, and how did Michael Dham take that on under your guidance? He would generally come before Kartik or after Kartik. Sometimes a part of Kartik, he would stay to Mayapur. But usually, he'd spend most of Kartik in Vindavan. So one year, he was still in Mayapur. I think it was the Anakut, called the Mountain of Rice, where 
we would observe the Ogun Puja by creating a mountain of rice and circumambulating that. So, that was a big feast for all the people, and uh, they ate this mountain of rice. So, some of the behind the temple, the leaf plates were thrown. On those leaf plates, some people had left little portions of rice. They didn't eat anything clean. But Prabhupada was in his room, and he heard dogs barking and kids shouting. So, he went and looked over the veranda and saw that some of the village children were with sticks cutting off the dogs on one hand, on the other hand they're eating the remnants thrown by the people on these leaf plates. And Prabhupada started crying. He said, I'm hungry. And must be to eat, to fight off dogs and eat what people have thrown away, have eaten remnants. But he said, no one should go hungry in a 10 mile radius. God, he said, Krishna is everyone's father. In the presence of the father, the children never go hungry. So please, See that no one goes hungry around your temple. And this will apply to any temple of Krishna. Or even in this COVID crisis, we're sending out seven different small Hashigadis, I take out trucks. And uh, it sent out five, six thousand plates of Rashad every day until the government uh, set uh, the situation became like grave. The number of cases increased. So they had six lockdowns some days, I think. Uh, they had that uh, in Bengal. Something like every other day of lockdown. And they, they stopped giving us permission to go out. Or even giving out for Sada on the normal days from our temple and from the Jagannath temple. And uh, this was the idea that Prabhupada had. No one should go hungry within a 10 mile radius. And regarding Mahabodhava at that time, when this instruction was said, uh, and of course there was financial difficulties as well going on, and I know for a fact that yourself, you were also, to bring in income, you were also doing a lot of the farming and helping out, uh, and also conversing with the, the local devotees. So just just and, and people from the different months there. So I just want to just bring regarding um, helping to feed the individuals in the localities. You also learned at the same time Bengali and to people that up as well. Is that correct? Uh, 
that was the time when it was like, okay, I gotta learn how to speak. But since I was in Calcutta, from that time I started to learn Bengali. I learned the Nagari script in uh, Canada because Arduna Das was staying in Artizal in Montreal and he taught me the Nagari. The Bengali script similar to the Devanagari, a little more round, but it's the same alphabet. So I learned how to read Bengali when I was in Calcutta. The thing that uh, I like that I learned how to do basic, stick to basic things. But in Mayabur, nobody doing this. Nobody. And I had to... Uh, I had to learn or sink or swim. So I had to uh, learn. And uh, Prasad was appreciative that I was learning Bengali. I would give classes in Bengali. I would have the open book and uh, try to speak in the local language. It took me a couple of years. And what? Uh, my Christian Mercy. Uh, some of the fine points, like there's two T's, a Pa or Ka. And I couldn't, under, I couldn't hear the difference. So, you say Data means a donor. You say Data, that means a type of stem vegetable. So, so it's right, no, and, and so I would say, I'd say the wrong tea. And then they would say, what, what do you want to eat a donor for? Ha ha ha. Wow. <laughs> so much I can learn. And, and regarding, regarding the actual, the locals now, uh, did you, you picked up the language, was that something Shri Prabhupada was very keen on? Because there's a lot of butts or sects in, in, over in, in that area in, in Navadvi uh, where we've got different uh, organizations doing Krishna consciousness in their different ways. So, what was the, the how did you uh, able to connect with what was Shri Prabhupada's instructions on this? He, Sir Rabbad, instructed us. To learn the local language, to mix with the people, to be part of the community. And uh, even some of the Muslim farmers, they wanted to perform for Prabhupada a stick fight, mock stick fight called the Dakati. And uh, Dakati means the armed robber. So they came in and on the Prabhupada was looking at them on the veranda of the Lotus building. They were in the park. And one of them was putting kerosene to his mouth and yeah, putting it out, lighting it up, lighting it out. And then we hauled down with da 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 da. And how I could hear robbing someone. Now, this had nothing to do. Krishna consciousness. 
But the fact that they are, I'll say this, because I, he was watching, and he thanked them. So he was trying to appreciate the level of things. So he was encouraging us to do the same. Well, I had a Muslim assistant, Chakoshek, and uh, I go around, I buy cars and things. He tells a Hindu car owner, hey, he wants to buy a car for, for the temple. He should give a discount. And they would feel embarrassed that a Muslim with a beard, beard, he's telling them, give a discount for the car. So, as Prabhupada encouraged, he said, people who live in our temple and practice Islam, they could do their namaz five times a day, but they should attend the Mangalarti, they should chant Chava. So Prabhupada had a very broad vision. Once he told me that, there'd be so many rehashes here. At that time, we had many Brahmacharis and Sanyasi. So then uh, I, I said, Rihastas, he told me, think broad, think broad. So he had a, he had a whole vision that my were down to be populated by different Rihastas. I see a few questions on the right. Yeah, I, I've had some coming through. And uh, regarding Gohashta, as you just talked about, Gohashta is living. I'm, I'm going to bring one up by Kritika Parmeshwari Haripriya. Uh, and she asked uh, too much. We read at many places Srila Prabhupada's instruction in Thurgut stating plain living and high thinking. What does it actually mean by plain living for a Gohashta living in cities? How this instruction can be implemented on a level for us regarding food. What's the last part? How can so this the last part, how, how this instruction can be implemented on a level of our food also? Our food also. How this could be implemented on the level of our food also? Of course, some of the I thinking it's easier on the farm. The symbol depend on the land or your own food, alcohol. That symbol is there. And think about Krishna consciousness, study your books. How do you do this in the city? We are in a city specifically the trees. And uh, I have some disciples who are living in the Middle East. But to live there, you have to work there. And you get a work visa. So, because they're also helping to that something like Krishna consciousness to the fellow expatriates I encourage them to stay there. And so if the, ten, if the people living in the temples 
can uh, living in the cities help in disseminating Krishna consciousness, help the temples, help uh, the development of market riksha, etc. That is a high thinking of it. As far as the point is that we don't need a lot of luxury items unnecessarily. We can live uh, using these facilities. But the main thing is to offer everything we eat to Krishna. We don't, we don't, like uh, Prabhupada was saying, we don't need a lot of artificial Items. We can live a little simple. But the main thing is to offer what we eat to Krishna. Prabhupada was encouraging that. Those who live on the farm, they could actually live very simple. I heard that in Hungary, uh, they have a farm. They live very simple. So, and the cities obviously is the opportunity that presents itself to preach and take Christians without. In the UK, I was giving a new season when I said no meat, fish, egg. And the person said no meat, no fish and chips. This is the local law. Uh, Fast food of it. So everyone laughed. So the point is that we don't eat such things and we live simple. But we can offer a Krishna. He doesn't pass. So you can offer him of the child. So, so just on, on that point, Prabhupada said that city living people say that high thinking is hard. And I want to just bring you back. To the seventies on, on this point, um, especially about city living. So, in the seventies, during Prabhupada's time, how did the Kolkata city dwellers visit Mayapur? Like, what what was the experiences like at that time when people used to come? Was it quite easy to get over, uh, etc. Especially for the Kolkata. Well, at first, there were only a few months. Mayapur. And we were involved in the city teaching in Calcutta. So that time, Prabhupada wanted to buy land in Mayapur because he wanted devotees to come, especially on the appearance day of Lord Chaitanya to visit Mayapur. So he sent, I went there with Prabhupada and he looked at the different lands and he was not getting any help from his God brothers. And somehow some of the Muslim farmers agreed to sell the land Prabhupada. And so he sent Samakrishna Mahas and uh, 
all the people miles by the land. And uh, at that time, I stayed in Calcutta. I was virtually the babies. But, uh, holding on. Well, Didi Prabhupada would necessarily travel with his own Alakrishna Didi. Later on, the temples had own deities, and he stopped traveling. And that those deities are still in Calcutta, the ones that Prabhupada worshipped. He traveled with in that, then he told Prabhupada, land is yours. Prabhupada was so happy. So, at one point, he thought maybe he won't get land in Mayapur. And uh, he got at that time with the site of the Advaita Temple in uh, Shantipur, Shanti Saka Goswami. And he was talking with him that maybe he'll make his world headquarters Shantipur. But not land in Mayapur. And regarding now Mayapur, if we come back to just Mayapur itself, there was a, there's a past time, and a lot of people are asking this question, so I thought I'd bring it up at this point. There was that Cobra incident when Shila Bhumbad came to stay at Mayapur. Could you let us know what happened and how, you know, uh, when he was staying? Because then what was the situation that the Cobra came at that time? I can't the question clearly. Wow. Now there's two situations. One with the Cobra and one with the Viper. At that time, well, the situation involving Silvaldo with the Viper. The Viper is highly poisonous also. And at that time, the Lotus building was incomplete. And uh, Prabhupada was staying on the um, second floor to use the British system, round per second. He used the English, the uh, American, the Bengali system, third floor. Anyway, so he was in the bathroom and suddenly called, Jaivadaka, Jaivadaka, and running. There, like in the toilet, holding the door shut, fully shut. The door, the the viper was in the in the uh, door, trying to bite problem. So then he said, "Help!" Well, at that time, I didn't know what to do. They opened the door. Why were my white problem? Then I asked Prabhupada to take his hand off from the door and I closed the door, crushing the viper. And I opened the door very fast, pulled out to the problem. So then, uh, then Prabhupada said, Where's the mate of the viper? Because the village 
theory is that a gold rod or a snake, he always travels with his mate. And if a mate sees the eyes of the snake, you can see the vision image of the last person that the snake saw. Then he tries to, he or she, mate, try to kill that person. So, that's why we got to find a mate, also burn the snake. The cholera, the cholera, the cholera was in the uh, brick, brick pile. At that time, we were building the conch, the Lotus uh, building. The cholera was staying later. And uh, the workers stopped working because the black king cholera had come out from the on the rig fire. So then I went down with a shotgun, but I couldn't see the cobra, it was high grass. And uh, I said, where's the cobra? Bob Menando was on the roof, and pointing down, there, there! It looked like he was pointing at me, huh? I said, there, there, I said, tell me, uh, Ten o'clock, five o'clock, something. So you're twenty feet from you on the ten o'clock. Then I saw the snake, and uh, it was a big snake, like six, seven feet long. And uh, so then I shot the snake, but with a double barrel shotgun, the first shot didn't actually. Snake raised up with his foot straight and uh, it looks like he was going to hit me. Then I shot with the other barrel of the shotgun and hit the snake. And then, uh, so then the uh, workers burnt the snake and uh, they began to work again. Otherwise, the Work had stopped, and Prabhupada was pushing us. He wanted, I sent a picture of bricks and stone chips and things. He said, I don't want to see the bricks and stone chips. I want to see the finished buildings. <laughs> and I just want to also keep it on, on, because now time is running short. We've only got Less than 10 minutes, really, really uh, sad that it's, it's not so good. Thank you so much, Maharaj, for these lovely pastimes. There's one really nice other pastime that, and uh, question that's came through from Marichi Das. He says, Dear Guru Maharaj, uh, in 1976, Shila inaugurated the Nithai Padakamala Dot in Can you please tell us how was the inauguration? What was Shilap Prabhupada's vision for the Nithai Padakamala Dhamma? At that time, we had wooden Nithai Gaur which are still in a Vajan Kutira. We take them out every year on the Vikram 
International Turkish Party in those 80s on the boat, the Thai Palakonla boat, and Fallout went on the boat, offered the Archie for the deities. These deities are very special. They're stalled, worshipped like the Fallout. It's something to get the wooden, did I go? Because did I go? I knew how to swim. Uh-huh. A wooden deity does swimming <laughs> because the deity will float. A brass deity would sink. <laughs> uh, he said, we, we went from village to village. And we went to students for Shana. Actually, it parked on the Gansies by the side of some village. Then invite the village leaders on board. Give them darshan. Give them prasana. We had a moving temple. The time for the Kamala is now being taken care of by the Bhaktivedanta Academy School. Uh, but we, we, but that should be taken again out. Regarding uh, now thinking about the bit of time, I wanted to just bring on a point. We just talked about 1976. And uh, the last point I want to make is about 5th of November 1977, uh, where yourself, you went to Vrindavan to meet Prabhupada. And Prabhupada told you, I am making Bhakti Vedanta Swami Charity Trust. And then from that point, you were also helping with that service. So could you could you uh, elaborate for us uh, when when that instruction was given, and um, also Shri Prabhupada's thoughts of the vision forward for EBT? Some of the days before his departure, and Sadhus invited Vedanta Swami. Charity Trust, and he made me the lifetime chairman. So it has some uh, main purposes. One is to develop the Navadhi Rekhama, the Navadhi Dharma. So he's been researching uh, many hidden places in the Rekhama book mentioned, but we don't know where they are. So I located, I or Varga Premaraj, different people have uh, located some of these places, like uh, the place where the five Pandavas, nobody came, now they're down. Place of the of the uh, Lord Shiva was seen by Marka Goswami, where the Pustakita is. You know, some of the places like where the Manasranya, where the different places are, few places are still hidden. 
They're used to the southern hillocks or the southern, southern reaches, the southern reaches. And, uh, but all those hills were cut down uh, and, uh, now it's all flat land. Hard to find out. We know that such a place is there in Montedit. Well, there are nine islands. And they then, one of the aspects of the Vakiridanta Solitary Trust is to develop all the dawn. One is to develop Paramanda Bhumi. And one is to unite the cycles of the Sarasvat Pacific Succession. So, Prabhupada had the trust of five Istan trustees and two trustees being his god brothers, Melodia Mutt. That was in 1977. In the 40-some uh, years since then, I, I don't know of any, at least any senior god brothers are still alive. And uh, as a result, grand disciples of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Prabhupada are members of the we still have two members of the Bhakti Dhanta Sony Charity Trust who are members of the Lodi of Martin. So we're trying to establish the SGDA, the Sarasat Lodi Lifestyle Association. We have it informally, trying to write a constitution and register it. So this is our effort. I felt like uh, when I was having my liver and kidney transplant, I had a vision of Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati Thakur, Prabhupada, they're saying that try to unite the Sarasvati disciples. So I think that the reason I'm still in the world, one of the reasons is the finishity of the fee, and one of the reasons is also to uh, see that the Sarsha family would be united. And I'm looking at time and I've got two questions that are going to merge together. And so Sheila, 6.30 plus coming up to 6.30. So we've got two minutes left. I just want to just finish off on when we talk about BBT, Shila Prabhupada told yourself to distribute 10,000 big books and 100,000 small books every month. And of course that you did in so many imaginative ways. And is there anything that the audience we've got on, we've got about approximately 300 people that are live, and of course those that will be listening afterwards. That's the first thing, how can they help in helping the Prabhupada's uh, instruction and also, secondly, the question of how devotees from all over the world would help fulfill Shilapopat's mission to Michael. How can we all serve and contribute in developing Michael? So, two parts for the message. You asked about the 10,000 big books and 100,000 small books. How can we help? 
And then secondly, we help mindful Dhamma. Instead of all God's books, you are in the world. If you are inspired somehow to pursue books, can I help me? Then you can tell me that I pursued so many books and I don't need the credit, but somehow Allah said I should pursue it. I don't think that he went personally. Of course, some devotees sponsors of Bhagavad Gita's for me, and I give that to the rivals and libraries and things. So, some books definitely people sponsor. Otherwise, you can distill books anywhere in the world. And if you are, are doing so, help me. Pay my debt. I will appreciate it. Well, if you go to the local temple, it's all right. I, I, many devotees tell me that that the city books, so I appreciate very much. And, and um, we're trying to get the information of where you can put it onto the different channels and how you can send your information on how many books you distribute if you like to. Contributed to the totals here. That's 10,000 big books, 100,000 small books. And also, just a few words, please, uh, if possible. Just how can this global community that we've got help serve and contribute to the relevant Bible, which is so crucial to share the past vision? Well, all that crisis is over. Come visit us at Highbrook. I you can contribute your finances to the uh, to the temple of Vedic Planetarium and uh, also our disciples anywhere in the world. Umbridge Prabhu said 50% of their donation will go to the West Wing. I'm responsible for the Vedic Planetarium and its edition. And in the UK, I'm cutting the rules part of our executive team. In America, we have different devotees, Amish Baru and others. Hari Surge Baru, Buddha Karma, many people are south, and they can help by Directly sending a donation to the TLDP with your mind to well, please inform us because outside of my zone, they don't know, they don't ask who's the well. well, We're not getting our 50%. But if you want to help, send a donation directly to the TLDP West Wing. Uh, do that. Also, in this, in this COVID crisis, I'm very grateful for all the help you're getting for the job distribution of the temple crises, for the body care, for the health care. Thank you very much. 
everybody for helping and thank you very much. Um, and I just want to say thank you so much to this OS gentleman Swami for coming on today and initiating this Tobak Memoirs series. And this is happening every week with the blessings of this OS gentleman Swami and everybody else. And this one hour with this OS gentleman Swami cover everything, we just cover the issue. So hopefully I'm praying that Maharaj will come again on another session later on. And next week, please look after the posters because we'll be revealing who will be speaking to next week. So on this basis, I just want to say Hare Krishna to everyone. Thank you so much for this show, but it's not hard to give you a time out. I know you've got other meetings now. And, and thank you to everybody, the 300 of you that have joined up online. Please take action and have a listen to this. Do you like our ad-free videos? Be sure to subscribe to our channel. We publish new videos every day. And don't forget to like and share our channel.